All right. Welcome, everyone, to the old switcheroo where we're talking <laughs> gaming retro with Mike and JMO. I'm Mike. And I'm JMO. And we are very excited to be joined by a very special guest, our friend Crystal. Say hello, Crystal. Hey, Crystal. <laughs> um, Crystal is one of my oldest friends. Uh, Mike is my oldest friend's uh, friend. Uh, and we've all been friends for most of our lives. It's been off and on a few times there, though. And um, Crystal, I have a very special memory about you regarding fighting games. Any idea what it is? I can, I, I can barely contain myself. What is it? You and I had one of our biggest fights over a fighting game. Do you remember which one it was? <laughs> it was the game called World Heroes. Memory, Jeremy. Okay, well, it really stuck with me. It was a game called World Heroes. And uh, I got a screen grab here. Mike, I think you're going to love this concept. It's kind of like if Bill and Ted had a fighting game. You can play as Genghis Khan and Joan of Arc and Rasputin. And you can throw these historical figures like into electrified fences and jets of flame. And um, can you actually kill Rasputin in this? You can actually kill Rasputin, and he uh, has magic powers, I mean, you know, yeah. kind of tying into his lore of being immortal. But he also has, I mean, Did, I don't want to go this, I don't want to go here already, but he was has he a also super... the kind of one that women would desire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he desired women and men and anything that was on the screen. He had a super move where he literally pulls you into a bush and f- forces you to make love to him. I mean, that seems in character. <laughs> I never thought that was part of the character. I thought he was just really charismatic. This is real Peppy Le Pew vibes here. Very Peppy Le Pew. Yes. In fact, yeah. if you ever watch the footage of it, um, you know, like little hearts come up and it was really creepy as I even animated the character trying to escape the bush and he like yanks you back in. It's real. <laughs> it's real weird. But that's not what the fight was about. Crystal, the fight was that we were playing this and we had just finished a match and there was sort of this long pause and you're like, did you let me win that one? And I was like, well, yeah, kind of. And you got so mad. Like, your competitive spirit was so fierce that that was, like, the greatest insult to you. I mean, Jeremy, <laughs> you, you have let me win more than once. And no. It, it's disgusting. It's disgusting <laughs> and misogynist. Whoa, whoa. And... <laughs> okay. So, but I actually, okay, uh, uh, the attack aside, I actually wanted to get both of your opinions on this because I don't think there's anything wrong in going easy on somebody while they're still learning a game, mm-hmm. right? Life won't like, go easy ha- on them. Why should you? Well, no, but like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to that, Mike. <laughs> I just think it's like, isn't that what like you're supposed to do? Like if you're teaching someone to play basketball, you don't just like dunk on them over and over again, right? I think it depends on the person and kind of their approach to learning how to play it do you agree crystal it's because you didn't ask for any sort of like restraint you know it just gives people like a false sense of confidence that's just going to be crushed later so you're either going to crush their spirit in the beginning or you're going to crush them later on you're really also making me question my teaching strategies right now oh, no. 
<laughs> I feel like that's my whole job is building people up. Uh, well, speaking of building things up, let's talk about today's episode. So in this podcast, we are embarking on an epic quest to play through all 200 plus retro games available in the Nintendo Switch online catalog. And so today's episode, episode number four, we are calling Double KO, and we are going to be talking about two Sega Genesis fighting games. And it's kind of hard to get you know, more iconic than this series, Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition and Virtua Fighter 2. And I uh, just want to talk real quick about the title screen. Crystal, I worked so hard on your Vega um, <laughs> Vega drawing here. I hope you like it. And if you don't, I don't tell beautiful. me. I feel beautiful. No, I, I feel beautiful. It was, it was this really tough combination of like combining your face with Vega's because you have different faces, but very similar swagger. <laughs> <laughs> really have a, a face though i mean he does but that that, that was the thing deal, right? there was a moment when you requested vega be your avatar for this episode because i was like man that is i could just put a mask on her but that just felt like a cop-out so i went for one of the victory <laughs> screens where so you know the character of vega mike did you mess around with vega at all in this game uh not really vega was the one with the claw and he wears a mask and it's because he you know, prides himself on having the most beautiful face in the world. And so he's not going to let his, you know, fighting ways interrupt that beautiful face, which is really great. You remember in Zoolander where David Duchovny had like his sexy hand in the, <laughs> like, what was it? It was, it was what, do you, what the fuck, the heck do you call that? Like a hyperbolic chamber, whatever he had. But that's kind of how I, I think of Vega and his yeah. mask just like he doesn't want anything to happen to his beautiful face and i relate to that yeah i mean i i think i think we all do definitely some more than <laughs> others which is why but why the know, mask the, <laughs> so the um it also you know it's a great moment when he reveals his face and it's so beautiful and then also in the movie when i think it's ken or ryu they like hold his face close to a heated vent so the metal <gasps> mask gets all oh yeah He's mad. <laughs> you, he don't, you don't mess with the face. You, he was supposed to be a playable character. Or he was, but like, he Vega? wasn't after this game. Is that what I'm thinking about? Yeah. Yeah, so um, Vega was in Street Fighter 2 and then was missing from Street Fighter 3. Didn't make an appearance in Street Fighter Alpha until one of the later versions and then he sort of had a renaissance coming with Street Fighter 4. So he definitely took a break for a while. But he's back, and he's great now. Now he does things like he licks his claws. And <laughs> when and when he slashes, like, instead of a big spurt of blood, because this isn't Mortal Kombat, like, a rose will bloom out of the wound. That's beautiful. Isn't that great? I love that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of other things I love, let's talk about our first game for today which is Street Fighter II Special Champion Edition. It was released on the Sega Genesis in 1993. It was published by Capcom. And uh, the producer was Yoshiki Okamoto, who was an executive producer of a lot of games in this series. Uh, you know, Fatal Fury games. That's another you know, fighting franchise. I try to find sort of interesting things in the developer's discology and gameography and i was very tickled to know that this same person who produced and developed 
Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition also worked on Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Do you guys know Four Swords? Is that are you at all familiar with it? No. Uh-uh. Four Swords was a Zelda classic game, but with four players. So you could run around as a little team and explore together, which I think is like a really fun concept. And uh, he also made Heavy Metal Geomatrix on the Sega Dreamcast. Crystal, can you see this screen grab, this cover art of Heavy Metal Geomatrix? (laughs) Do you see it? I could see it. Oh, okay. Maybe, just, maybe cut this out, Mike, because I, I want to be able to, to see, like, what... No, it's okay. I think it adds I'm something. Sure it's gorgeous. I'm sure it's no, gorgeous. Well, it's, I just, it really seems like something that you'd be into. It reminds me a lot of, like, Metalocalypse. And I was wondering if you had any familiarity with the Heavy Metal franchise, because... What is it called? I, it's called Heavy Metal. And I know it's like, it's like, it was a science fiction novel and comic series, and they made a bunch of music videos... Mike, Crystal, either of you guys have anything to say about the heavy metal? I, I was kind of counting on Crystal to know about heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, well, um, the, the heavy metal, they actually made two movies. There they Wait, go. are you talking about the comic? The yes. magazine? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about a video game. Of course I know about that, Jeremy. Oh, okay. Well, but it, it, so it's a game based on that. And oh. I was hoping, so can you tell me anything about heavy metal? Because I don't know anything about it beyond the aesthetic. Oh, I know I, I know everything about it. It began in the late 70s as a but French what was magazine. It? it was okay. So it first it was Metal Herlon, which was it, it was it basically like dirty European comics. Okay, like like kind of like sexual content. Yeah, I mean some of it was weird, you know, Mobius was like, whoa, it's an airship. But a lot of it, it was just um, how, am I allowed to say titties? I think so. It's not a swear word. <laughs> That's what it was. It right. was um, titillating. Swords and, and laser guns and, and titties. That's, um, okay. That was their bread. It, got, it was like really weird when it was French. But then in the early 80s, um, there was an American version, which was just translated versions of all the European comics. Okay. And so uh, did you ever play any of the video games based on it? I had no idea there were video games. I I think there's only a couple. Yeah, this one is like kind of like a shooter, sort of like um, if you guys remember Quake. Does that mean anything to you guys? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Quake Arena where it's like, you know, just kind of, you know, blast and blow each other away or whatever. Crystal, I'm so happy because I didn't prep you for this i didn't let you know i was gonna have you <laughs> lecture us on heavy metal i just took a gamble that you knew about it so when you were like heavy metal i was like oh man i really misread crystal as a person but i knew okay so thank you for knowing what the heck i'm talking about oh of course of course yeah. well, i guess my question is is like because it, it's like an it's not an anthology but it's like a magazine you know yeah. and it's got different comics that are very different from each other so yeah what which comic were the games based off of? Like, so, you I, know? From, from what I can tell, it's like, you know, it's a multiplayer game. So you picking characters from different stories. Oh, that's kind trippy. of like a Smash Brothers sort of approach to it. But we're not talking about heavy metal today. I'm sorry. You just got no, me so no. excited. No, don't be sorry. I, that's my thing on this podcast. I like to divert people and then shame them for getting off topic. <laughs> we're going to talk about Street Fighter 2. Uh, we will start off by uh, kind of taking a look at the cover art here. So 
Street Fighter 2 was a big deal for me as a kid. And so I would just stare at this cover. I was so excited when I got this for the Sega Genesis because it had was only on the Super Nintendo for the longest time. So it was like a moment for young Jeremy when he got Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition. Did either of you guys have this in its cartridge form? No. Um, I did. I did, but not until I was like a teenager. I, I didn't play this when I was little like all of you. But because yeah. remember, Jeremy, I had the yeah. Genesis. Yeah, that's that's where until this it came on the Switch, that's the only way I've ever played this game. Is on. Well, I remember, Crystal, you like we originally played it because you wanted to learn some moves so you could beat your boyfriend at the time. <laughs> and so we had like a whole training session about like jumping in and like and and apparently you got him pretty good a few times. I don't know if, if you got to the level of what Mike did to us today, but okay, but I okay, we'll, we'll get to that. But if you remember, once I understood what Mike was trying to do to me, I responded yes. in kind and yes, I prevailed. So for so. those for our listeners, we played this game right before recording. And Mike, you you said you played this game for the first time Monday. I might have played this like for an hour in the past, some but point. nothing, nothing, nothing that you would call an extended uh, time period with the game. No. And Mike played the sumo wrestler E Honda, and he just wiped the floor with me at for like three rounds. And I was, I was chucking sonic booms at him. That's this projectile attack you can do, uh, and. The damage that Mike was able to do with just a couple of moves was really embarrassing. I've been playing this game since I was a young child. I've been playing it for almost 30 years at this point. Mike's been playing it for... Now, Mike, when you say Monday, you don't mean... Okay, you mean like six days ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was really... It was this total identity crisis moment of like, what is happening? I thought I was the Street Fighter boy. I thought I was going to have to go easy on you. And you just humiliated me. It was wild. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I didn't think that was going to happen either. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was fun, though. I was laughing the whole time. Um, This game... I think has a really cool cover. I think it's instantly attention grabbing. It shows, uh, you know, all American soldier guile fighting off against the evil dictator M bison. And they're both doing some of their signature attacks. Guile's in the middle of a sonic boom attack and bison is doing his scissor kick attack. And there's a lot you can see here. Like you see the breakable objects, you can see the jet in the background. And I just think it's one of the cooler covers. What do you guys think about the art here? Oh, it's it's lovely. <laughs> I uh, um, I, I I do have some criticisms of it. I think it's a little weird that like Guile's face is completely facing away from the viewer. Like you, you know, I you think can't. That's fine. Um, yeah. Because I hate Guile. <laughs> You're not a Guile girl. No. Oh, you know this. I hate that man. I hate his weird like. What do you call that? It's not even a crew cut. It's it's terrible. It's hair. I hate his hair. I hate his like jingoist shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Guile is one of the um, twelve playable characters in this game, and he it, the premise behind him is that he's like like uh, you know all American boy. So much so that you know he has this really like gelled up kind of top gunny sort of haircut. It's like flat as a pancake. He puts so much gel. One of his moves is actually to grab the character. 
It's like a paint trowel. It's like he has yes. like a blonde paint trowel on top of his head. It's it's it's, it's you could you you could flip a pancake on this thing. It's so flat <laughs> on the top, and um, one of his moves is to grab the opponent out of the air and break their back on his hair, which you kind of gotta love. I think Guile is a bootlicker, and I hate. Him. <laughs> Dang! I mean, that does appear what's to be going on in the cover. <laughs> yes, uh, M. Bison is shoving his foot right into Guile's uh, face. I'm so now I see why Crystal likes this. It is a cut also kind of interesting because, you know, Guile is supposed to be the hero. He's the hero to everyone against Crystal, I guess. But it's interesting that he's getting clobbered by the villain in this cover. It's kind of dark, you know. It'd be like if you the Sonic cover showed Sonic getting, you know, hit by some spikes or something. It's kind of strange. Do you guys um, notice something sort of interesting about playing Guile and... Uh, in relation to the tattoo on his arm, or the tattoos, I should say. I don't play Guile. <laughs> Mike, did you notice anything about the tattoos on Guile's arm? No. So this is an old game. came out in 1993. And so to make a character face the other direction, you just flipped the sprite horizontally. You just took the same picture and turned it around, right? But the problem with that is if you give your character a tattoo on his shoulder, that means when he's facing the other direction, he's going to also have an identical tattoo on that shoulder that's just reversed. <laughs> so Guile canonically has two American flag tattoos, one on each shoulder. Crystal, I'm guessing that makes you like him even more. <laughs> I, Jeremy, you know, yes. I, I haven't thought that hard about it, but yeah, that does make him more disgusting, that's true. But, but here's what's amazing. I'm not done. The, so the flag that's backwards is the correct way to wear it. Because according to Army Regulation 670-1, the only way to wear a flag is backwards. Because if the flag is flying behind you, that means you're charging into battle and not retreating. Jesus Christ. And that's <laughs> medalsofamerica.com confirmed that, a veteran one website. Um, which I love. I love that this glitch, if you will, was actually the correct way to do it. And it's not, it was definitely not intended, but I think it's kind of fun. But only half the time, right? Like if but you're facing the other way, it's the yes. wrong way. Right. Yeah. So he's a hypocrite. Well, but that means if Guile's facing left, that means he's doing it properly. So they're making some kind of political commentary. Okay. So, um, one other thing about this cover that I thought you guys would get a kick out of is that <laughs> kick out of it. Um, this cover led to the widespread misconception that Guile and Bison are the primary antagonist and protagonist of the series, which is why the Street Fighter movie focuses on Guile and Bison and why Jean-Claude Van Damme is the main character as opposed to the actor playing Ryu. Do you guys have any feelings about the Street Fighter movie? Have you seen it? I have not seen it. <gasps> Mike. Yeah, the really? only street yeah, the only Street Fighter movie I've seen is the Chun Li one. Oh no. Oh what? I mean Oh Jeremy, oh, you're so sad. Well, this Street Fighter the it's a, it's my favorite so good it's bad movie. And I'm even including the room in that. Like it's I think it's a masterpiece of cringe cinema. Crystal, have you seen Street Fighter? I love it. Okay. Yeah, it's great, right? Yeah. Super, super duper campy. Mike, we got to do a movie night. I even have it on DVD still. We got to watch this thing. You're going to love it. It's not It's not Mario Brothers 
Can we pair it with DOA? Camp, but we can pair it with DOA if it makes you happy, Mike. It seems they seem like they would go together. The DOA movie, okay, no, the DOA movie is is better than the history gives it credit for. (laughs) I will say that I I definitely think Street Fighter is the superior. So good, it's so bad, it's good film. But I have definitely have room in my heart for a, a double feature. Absolutely. I think that's it depends on what you're looking for, Jeremy. Yeah. I think DOA well, really understands like what we want from <laughs> in the movie. And it delivers high. that. Yeah, I, I was gonna I say it understood what you wanted to see in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's not forget that the Street Fighter movie has uh, Kylie Minogue as Cammy, which was an inspired yeah. choice. That's I was so like I had completely forgotten that Cammy isn't in this game, and yeah, I wanted to talk about her because I, I I just I didn't love her at first. You know, I know yeah. this is not our um, our conversation, but I didn't love her the first time I played her, and I've come around so much. And uh, yeah, you requested really I draw you as Cammy at first. I know, I know, and you're like, no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> In hindsight, I could have just done it. I don't know why I'd be such a stickler. <laughs> Who would know? Who would know? Who's Who gonna would be know? Like... No one knows what? about Street Fighter. Very obscure series. What do you guys <laughs> think about the ja- What do you guys think about the Japanese cover of Street Fighter Two Champion Edition? I think. Oh, so the the eye thing is a consistent thing. I thought that was like an error on the other one. You're referring to the fact that in this cover, Ryu's eyes are different sizes. Uh, no, I'm referring to M Bison having no pupils, just having these oh, white eyes. Just- well, they're not different sizes. He's just like, like kind of like, I don't even know what you'd call that. He's like squishy. He looks drunk. Ryu looks drunk in this one. Maybe he is. You don't know. I mean, I'm drunk, Jeremy. I don't think yeah. he's drunk. <laughs> I, I think this is the worst cover. I think it's less exciting. <laughs> I think Ryu looks strange. Definitely a more menacing looking bison. But I like uh, his spirit fingers. Do you like it? His jazz hands up there. <laughs> I do. I, I like this better. I think he looks like creepy and I really enjoy because he is creepy, you know? He's, he's yeah, a and bison. Man. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean he's and based on Nazis, so yeah, it's hard to get creepier. <laughs> so so I, I put Chris. Wait, on wait, the spot. wait, wait. Talk more about that. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Tell me more about the Nazis. Oh, I mean, you know, it's a pretty bad group, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Not for it. Really sad they're kind of back. Um so uh, I put Crystal on the spot for the heavy metal trivia. So Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I'm pretty sure you've encountered this in your job and your doctorate or whatever. So Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition in Japan is called Street Fighter 2 Dash. And what's interesting about that is that it's sort of a play on words. It's like Dash like implies faster gameplay. But it also is followed by the prime symbol. If you see that, Mike, you know, what's often used to, you know, denote feet, but also the prime symbol, that sort of apostrophe, I guess, also means something mathematical. Do you, are you familiar with that? Um, Yeah, one of those things would be, like, in calculus, will get used for, like, a derivative or something. What is that? <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, so if you have a function, the derivative function. is the slope of that function at any point in space. Okay, so so the number is derived from the function. That's why it's called a derivative. Uh, I think it's more that one equation is derived from the other. So they're both two. They're both equations. So if you have some weird curve that's going up and down with some form, I don't appreciate the way Crystal laughed at me for not knowing what a um, <laughs> derivative was. No, no, I'm just upset because if you told me I was going to have to about 
to think about math on a Sunday, I would not have done this. Okay. Well, yeah. so let's just go over some fun trivia for Street Fighter 2. Uh, Street Fighter Champion Edition was one of eight different re-releases for Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 has been released eight times, each one having slight differences. The most recent of which was in 2017 on the Switch called Ultra Street Fighter 2, The Final Challengers. It added two newish fighters, Evil Ryu and Violent Ken. Uh, he- <laughs> Is that Violent Ken? That is that is Violent Ken, yeah. Originally introduced in an SNK spinoff, but officially put in the Street Fighter canon in this game. I don't think that counts as new characters. I said new-ish. Yeah, they, you know, same sprites, but different abilities. And I, I love the name Violent Ken because it implies that normally he's not violent, but this <laughs> the Street Fighter is a game defined by violence. Um, and th- the Switch release in 2017 had a first-person mode called The Way of the Hado. I don't know if you guys can see that in the bottom corner, but you have a Switch Joy-Con in each hand, and you have to shoot Hadoukens at Bison soldiers, and it's terrible. It does not work at all. It's really embarrassing that they even released it that way. Why would you do that? I mean, it's gimmicky. You know, it was something to put in the trailer. And, I mean, it's not like... I'm all for a stupid diversion as long as the core game is good. And that definitely, you know, applies here. Uh, So Street Fighter Champion Edition was the, sorry, hit my mic there, was the first game where you could play as the boss characters, uh, sometimes referred to as the Grandmasters, Balrog, Vega, uh, Sagat, and and Bison, uh, as well as the first game where you could do mirror matches. So before this release, you, if someone picked Ryu, you know, you'd have to pick a different character. And the designation of Special Champion Edition denotes that it includes faster gameplay as uh, and balances that the sequel Hyper Fighting included. But oddly enough, the, it, did you either of you guys mess with the hyper function of this game? No. No? Mike, did no, you? Not, not, really, not really. I was struggling figuring out what I, was, what I was supposed to be doing with some of the other stuff to the point that I didn't bother with that. <laughs> you just like you wanted us to have messed with the hype. No, it's just it's just weird because Mike and I played this tennis game for our first official episode, and to make the game harder, it literally just makes the game faster. And it's mm-hmm. funny that this game did the same thing. If you increase the speed, the characters move faster, but so does the clock. So does like the <laughs> the level timer. So you can play a ninety second match in about fifteen seconds. <laughs> that's, okay, I I think that that's terrible. Like that's gonna screw with people's sense of time. Yeah, it's very space, very odd. In the universe that's very yeah. disorienting. Don't love it. Um, but this Street Fighter Two is unique in that it it created a genre. It it wasn't the first game to be a fighting game, but this is like the Ford Model T of fighting games. It's the first one to make it you know, for the masses and make it approachable and popular and something that, you know, kind of spun off in its own genre. And there's been literally hundreds of games ripping off Street Fighter. It made $2.3 billion of revenue. And that's Street Fighter Champion Edition. So the re-release of it, uh, adjusted for inflation, that's a $4.8 billion game, making it the third most successful arcade game of all time. If you guys had to guess which two arcade games beat Street Fighter in terms of revenue, what would you guess? Pac-Man. Oh, God. Yes. 
Good. Pac-Man is one of them. That was number one. And then, any guess for the other one? I'll, I'll give oh, you a clue. Is it's, it Marvel vs. Also... Capcom? No. Marvel vs. Capcom was not that big. That's the um, only other one I know, Jeremy. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, but um, but like if I tell you that this one is also referenced in an '80s like synth rock song, does that help you at all? Um, get high on you. Crystal, did you get what I was doing there? Now, Jeremy, can you enunciate a little bit more? Can I hear that a little clearer? It's from Rush. Tom Sawyer, the Tom, the Rush song Tom Sawyer. There's a Tom Sawyer video game. No, no, no. It's there's a song called Tom Sawyer by the band Rush, but they refer to the other game to beat Street Fighter, Space Invaders. They talk about Street... Wait, 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 wait. They talk about Space Invaders and Tom <laughs> the Sawyer? Space Invaders get high on you. Whoa. Yeah, Space Invaders and Pac-Man cool. are the only games to beat up Street Fighters, uh, Street Fighter 2's arcade revenue. Um, But I... Yeah, there's no... There's no Secret. I love this game. We're going to go into the joy pros and joy cons of this game, but I think the biggest strength of the Street Fighter series is the characters. They are so visually appealing. Their costumes are colorful. They, you know, have all these embellishing details like masks and scars and stretching limbs and flowing capes. And and they also have these really distinct personalities. You know, you, you have characters that are vain or joyful or militaristic, Crystal's favorite character, or cocky. <laughs> And, you know, also they they play similarly, you know, you're still pressing up to jump on the joystick and your attack buttons are the same, but they all have these distinct play styles. There's like a charging character where you hold down a button. There's like the button mashy character, right, Mike? Oh, yeah. <laughs> where you can Research just was done. You can just mash a button and Yohanda mm. will just you know, use his hundred, oh, 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 his hundred hand slap just melts your life bar. Um, and then the, you know, you have the Ryu and Ken kind of characters uh, called Shotos in the fighting game community. And that's where, you know, you're doing a quarter circle motion on the joypad. The finesse. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, to shoot fireballs. But I, I really like the characters in this game. Um, Mike, what's your impression about the roster since you've just met these people kind of recently? I mean, I think that they do all sort of have a character design that says a lot about them mm-hmm. for the most part. I don't know what the heck Blanca says about that, but the rest usually I have <laughs> wait, wait, some wait, wait, idea wait, wait. what's going on. Are you talking about my boy? Are you talking about my boy, Mike? I'm just saying, if you just showed a, <laughs> someone a picture of that here. and are like, what's this character like? I would well, have well, no idea where to start, whereas so, clearly some of the others pay <laughs> more because that's just so out of the bounds that I'm like, I don't know where to go with this. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, Mike, like, you know, a lot of these characters are based on manga or anime influences. And I guess there's this sort of trope in a lot of anime of like the wild child who's like raised outside of, you know, human influence and fights like an animal. And this game takes that a step further and gives him literal claws and the powers of an electric eel. Crystal, Blanca means a lot to you. Blanca means a lot to me, yeah. Yeah. Um, why do you why do you love Blanca so much? I mean, I'm a fan too, but I think I, I just think he's he's pure. Yeah. And um his fighting style is very pure. You you don't do how do I say it? 
you don't have to do much. See, this this ties in, Mike. I think this says a lot about our personalities when we were fighting with E Honda and Blanca earlier. Was Blanca and the one you beat him with? Yeah, Blanca is the one that I beat him with because, <laughs> because I understand him and I understand right. um God, I'm just I'm just getting emotional talking about this. <laughs> so Crystal, you know, um, Crystal, I hope you don't want me exposing you a little bit on this, but you know, years ago you had an idea for like a sexy Blanca cosplay. And <laughs> and and so and and at the time, like you were like half joking, I think, but I thought it was like this hilarious, amazing I idea. It. I but like you were kind of just ahead of the curve on that because I feel like that's basically Bowsette. <laughs> like, Bowsette, are you guys familiar with Bowsette? No, wait, there's a sexy Blanca out there that I'm unaware of. No, but Bowsette is what if Bowser and Princess Peach fused and became like an attractive, like an attractive Princess Peach with like a spiky shell and long fangs. So it's like if she had done the right thing in the new movie and married him and they had had a beautiful baby. A beautiful baby girl would be Bowsette, yeah. And that's an oversimplification. People in the comments are going to come after me. Well, actually, it's technically this power-up that does... I know. I'm just kind of explaining (laughs) it visually. I didn't think I had to get a picture of Bowsette. I thought for sure you guys would have known about him. Um, How do you know about that? I have vague memories of this being a thing. Yeah, it it was a thing. It kind of took the internet by storm for a moment. Uh, So... Yeah, I love these characters so much. I wanted to do them quick justice here by doing a little quick um, character elimination bracket. Um, So I have the roster of characters here. So what I thought would be fun, um, you know, I don't want to debate every fighter against each other. And Street Fighter 2 is such a beloved game that there's a million podcasts that are going to do it better justice and better, you know, as far as like a deep dive goes. So I want to do a little um, old switcheroo tournament here where we're each going to have a different criteria and we're going to pit different groups of characters against each other. So we're going to start off here with the far left on the character select, Ryu, Ihonda, Ken, and Chun-Li. And I'll start with my category. Of those four, which one would you guys say is the most likely to be a catfish? Can you say them again, Jeremy? Okay. Well, I'll I'll just say it again. Um, Ryu and Ken, you know those two. Mm -hmm. And then there's Ihonda, the sumo wrestler, and Chun-Li. So if one of them was going to be a catfish online, which one would you say it's going to be? Oh, Ken. (laughs) Why Ken? (laughs) Because Ken's super attractive. I, I was going to say Ken online, E-Honda Catfish offline. E-Honda Catfish. Ken just has, like, okay, I I don't know if I'm supposed to, like, YouTube's not going to like this. Ken has, like, fuckboy energy. <sighs> Gotta bleep. <laughs> he, he does. He does. He does. He, okay, so I understand why, okay, let me, let me get this out, Jeremy. I understand okay. why Ryu and Ken seem, like, devoid of personality, but... Something about Ken, he just he just seems like there is. He's arrogant. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. So have you played, so Crystal and I have been playing Street Fighter 6, not with each other, but just kind of separately. Have, do you know what happens to him in the new game? No, what happens to him in the new game? He's he's homeless. Um, he oh, is, God. He, yeah, he's on the run. And so people are dubbing it Ho, uh, Hoboken, Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm going to. New Jersey? I, yeah, that's the joke. All right. I do agree that of the four of them, he definitely has sort of the most like, like if someone like, to be a catfish, you kind of have to be sort of disregarding of people's feelings. You and know, Ken does have that yeah. sort of, yeah, kind of spoiled. E-Honda, so like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this, Jeremy, and I'm going to break it down. So E-Honda <laughs> has what people want. 
I think. Yes. You know, he's a lover. Like there, there are a lot. Yes. Okay. One, yes. And two, there are a lot of people who that body type is very attractive. I don't yes. think he would have to work very hard to find someone who like who wants that. And you know, Ihanda's profession. Know? Yeah. Yeah. He's a yes. gourmet okay, chef. People. Yeah, I'm serious. He's I a gourmet would, chef. I I would date. Um, <laughs> Crystal and... wants Ihanda's number, but not Look, the Ihanda that I would was date playing. Ihanda. I would date. Of course, I would date Chumley. I would date Ryu. I would not date Ken. I would All right. Not so date Ken, Ken most likely to be a catfish. Mike, can I give yeah. you? Uh, Mike will be our um, our referee here for the second round here. Now we got Blanca versus Guile versus Zangief versus Dalsim. So Mike, what is your category? What's what's what are the what's the winner going to be based on here? All right. Well, I, ha I had two possible ideas. You wanted ideas for this, but I'm yes. going to go with on this one. Let's tr try class clown. Class clown. Ooh, that's tough. Blanca, Guile, Zangief, or Dulcim for class clown. So Blanca is the beast character. Guile is the soldier boy. Zangief is the Russian wrestler. And Dulcim is the um, uh, Hindu mystic. I think it's Guile. No, no way. Yeah, no, no. Guile would do anything no guile is humorless no i okay i just saying he's like that's like his trait he's so no nonsense I... like i know you I hate can... guile and you're letting that get in the way of like <laughs> i could see him doing something stupid and like looking back at the rest of the class and being like yeah right you like, that's that's purely tainted funny. by your hatred i <laughs> I think any of the other three are a better candidate. Um, I, I actually <laughs> kind of think Dulcim, actually. I don't know why I'm saying that, but like Blanca is, like Crystal said, Blanca is so pure of heart that I don't think it would occur to him to like mm -mm. prank somebody. Mm -mm. Blanca is a good person. Zangief, though, he's like a drinker and he's just a little ball of like silliness. So maybe Zangief. Yeah, I'm going to go Zangief, actually. I, I'm changing my answer. Zangief, class clown. Um, Mike, so what? Wh wh which one of us do you agree with more? Guile, uh, Crystal's answer, or Zangief mine? It, it can be based purely on their expressions here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would go Zangief because I feel like Guile comes off as too straight-laced. Yes, exact. Straight laced. Perfect word for it. All right. So then for our final bracket here, Crystal, did you come mm -hmm. up with a category for us? We're going to do the I boss did. characters. It, Balrog, the boxer. Vega, the clawed, masked uh, warrior. Sagat, the uh, boss of Street Fighter 1. And M. Bison, the boss of Street Fighter 2. Before she says her category, can I say what I was hope why I was hoping to get this group? Okay, okay sure. <laughs> My other category <laughs> that I had down that I was hoping to put to use was least likely to pass. Least likely to Why pass the class. Why are you doing this to me? That's really funny. Yeah. No, so... no, least likely to pass. I didn't say the class. You added that. Oh, my God. Wait, what, what else? What are you passing if not the class? Wait, passing like gender? Or dead? Or a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cop out. Okay. Crystal. Give us our oh category God. for the final round here. All right. So my my homework assignment, I chose most likely to start a cult, which is weird Ooh. now because it's the bosses and that's hard. Yeah, that's amazing. So Crystal didn't know we were going to play this game. She just came up with a category, but we have to go to Bison. He literally runs like a cultish, militaristic dictatorship. Okay, you know, 
so what what are the choices? Is bison, um, Sagat, Vega, Vega, and Balrog. And Balrog. Okay, you know, though, Vega is charismatic, so like he people is. would follow him. People fear and bison, people fall in love with Vega, I think. Is that, is, is, but like most likely to have groupies? Absolutely, Vega. Yeah. I don't know well, if I, I would call that a cult. Like, the only difference like, between a cult and groupies is a body count. <laughs> God. I mean, if you were gonna like, if you had to like, like Charles Manson, is he a bison or is he a Vega? I think he's a Vega. He's a Vega. He's a Vega. Yeah. You're right. No, I think so. I think that Vega, because I mean, okay, why would you start a cult? Would you start it to like raise an army and take over the world, or would yeah. you start a cult to like have sex with a lot of women who will do whatever <laughs> you tell them to do? Crystal's got a lot of complicated feelings about the Street Fighter characters. <laughs> I just, I, I thought, I thought a lot about this, and I think that Vega naturally would. I, he thinks he's beautiful. You won me over. Share that gift. You I think the distinction yeah. here is Bison keeps people in line with fear. Mm-hmm. Vega is not needing fear. No. <laughs> and, and also, I think Vega is the better answer because I think the word cult implies a certain level of passion and. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, Bison, you know, very passionate. All right. Well, so for our final, our finals here, uh, we're going to do which one we would most like to have as our fourth co-host of this episode. So the winners, the choices are Ken, Zangief, and Vega. Um, I'm going with Zangief. I I think Zangief would be Mm -hmm. really fun and really silly. I know Crystal's answer is definitely Vega. (laughs) No, no, it's not, though. It's not, I would hang out with Zangief. Zangief <sighs> is hot. Zangief is funny. Nice. You know, Vega is hot, but he's not funny. He's not a All funny right. guy. That's not his vibe. Um, so that Zangief. that's enough to cement it, Mike. What was your first choice? I don't feel like I know the characters well enough for that one. That okay. one feels like it needs well, a bit more. So let's, just, let's just then declare Zangief the winner of the official Old Switcheroo character bracket. Zangief, the quote-unquote best character of Street Fighter 2. Um, so... You know, getting back to the game, I, I just think there's just so much to love about this game. The characters are not the only thing that's really memorable. The stages, they have this really catchy music, enough that inspired the guile music goes with anything meme, which, you know, thousands of videos of YouTube. Wait, what just, is that? You've never discovered this? The guile music goes with everything? I don't know what you're talking about. What is that? You just, I mean, so it's all you do is you take the got that music, right? Mm-hmm. You take that and you just set it to literally anything. Any footage in the world works <laughs> with that music. And so, you know, definitely YouTube that later tonight. That's going to be a good time for you. Oh, uh, I'm excited. And- Oh, it's great. But I love, you know, this game, the stages have these background characters that are reacting to the fight. And like, if you're at the Vega stage and you beat Vega, there's a woman who's like sobbing because you beat her beautiful man. And if you're in Bison stage and you break the statue, there's this woman who, you know, clearly was either emotionally or literally invested in the statues. She gets all angry at you. And, you know, there's what breakable do you think Vega's girlfriend would be like? I don't think Vega would have a girlfriend. I honestly think Vega would probably, I think Vega would have all kinds of fellas and, 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 and gals and people who don't identify as anything. I think Vega's down to clown. Are are you saying, are you like, canonically, is that how you say that? How do you say that word? Canonically? 
canonically. Are you like declaring Vega like canonically like bisexual? I mean, I I I do not have the authority to write <laughs> Vega canon, but <laughs> if if I were given you know green light to write a Street Fighter script, I absolutely think. Mm-hmm. Vega's Vega's appeal, I think, knows no gender and no sexuality. <laughs> I would a Vega cannon shoot the whole whole character <laughs> or just the claws? <laughs> okay, can you guys help me? Because I couldn't remember and I forgot to Google it. Is this the game where Vega's claws can get knocked off and you have to go pick them up? Oh God, I've yeah. I've never I don't know. So Vega has like some advantages. He has a longer reach because he's wearing these claws, but you can in some games, and I think it was this one, knock them off and he has to go pick them up. And then what did you guys think um, about Vega's ability? And only Vega has this ability to climb the wall of the back of his stage. He climbs the fence. Oh, I love it. I used to do that all the time. But it's so unfair because only he can do that. And it's only at this stage. Jeremy. It does make for a great boss fight. He's one of the four bosses. And it's like, it's hilarious because while Vega's climbing up the wall, you can't touch him. All you can that's do one is. Of the weird things. Okay, that's yeah. one of the weird things about him is he's like very clearly like designed to be a boss and not necessarily like a player character. Yeah. So when you play him, like it feels like you, there's things that you can do that you should be able to do like that. You know, it's, right. it's a weird. And playing M. Bison is the, the same thing. Like, it does not feel like you should be able to play as this man, and yet, here you are. Yeah, I mean, and so, you know, these were boss characters that were not necessarily scaled down to fairness. You know, when I was when I was growing up, my older brother was infamous for just using the M. Bison slide kick over and over again. And once he mm-hmm. trapped you, there was, you know, very little you could do. I remember I did eventually beat him with Guile, and all I did was smirk, and Justin, like, punched me in the arm really hard <laughs> i wish that you had recorded the moment where mike was cheese dicking with e-honda where he was doing like his little like hand thing oh, no well yeah. like the you want footage because we have sound i think of that right mike do yes. you where because there was a beautiful moment earlier before we started where i was just like electrified and mike <laughs> was just like whacking <laughs> the I, I could I could not see your gameplay, but I could hear your elation <laughs> as you got the upper hand over this 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 tractor. Um, but you know, so, it's just so all these little all these little touches too. Is like you know the character select screen. A, a little plane literally flies you across the world to China or India. Like it's so <laughs> hype. And then the bonus stages. I love mm-hmm. the bonus stages in this game. You can beat up a car and a pyramid of bricks and then mm-hmm. falling barrels. Mike, did you get to any of these? I mean, I made it to to the first one, which is why I think my favorite second favorite character after E Honda is just that Honda. So that was a satisfying <laughs> level. Um now, I hold never up. Okay. Got is that is that really enough. a Honda? Because you you can see the car. So we're looking at a screenshot of the uh, break a car stage, which was so hype as a kid. I think Final Fight was the game to do this first, and it actually took the idea from Final Fight. But it's just so satisfying to wail on this car and to watch it break Mm -hmm. apart into pieces. And Crystal, have you gotten to one of the bonus stages in the new game? Oh, I've definitely gotten to the car stage. Yeah, well, it's not really fair to call it a car stage anymore. It's like a... What is what is it again that we're beating up in that in the new game? 
What do you call it, Mike? It's like, it's like a semi, I guess a semi truck. It is. It's like one of those like big, big. It's like like Optimus Prime if he never transformed. Yeah, Yeah. semi truck. Semi truck. Yeah. Yeah. It's great though. I mean, like, you know, this game is like 30 years after the first one or the, you know, this game we're talking about. So the graphics of, destroying this new truck are very very satisfying yeah. i'm and disappointed you know, i didn't I really get want... to the other bonus stages but that requires you know beating characters and that yeah was so we should mention you know one of the conceits of this uh, show is that i am a retro gamer so i'm playing these old games on the nintendo switch online but i am using all modern conveniences i'm saving i'm rewinding mike though is gaming retro which means that mike will not save the game unless it's built into the cartridge mike will not 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 competitively, but yes, when I play these retro (laughs) games, it is not cheating, okay? It's a different Mm, way to enjoy mm, the game. mm. So, but so it is, you know, it's funny you say that though, Crystal, because that is one thing that makes this version of Street Fighter unique is that I don't know if there's ever been any other way to play Street Fighter with a rewind function. And it really kind of makes you appreciate the game's AI to you know, rewind mm-hmm. time a few seconds and change what you do and see the character that you're fighting against dynamically react. It's pretty cool. But yes, Crystal, I am I am a dirty, dirty cheater. So mm. so Mike, um so Jeremy, I've never judged you in the way that I'm judging you right now. Crystal, it's that. a part of the podcast. <laughs> Jeez, ouch. Man, well, you know what? I'm not gonna and this is what you're gonna get. This is what you're I gonna get. am 37 years old. <laughs> I I I am a busy man, except for <laughs> summer. I am I do not shame myself at all for rewinding to save myself some time and frustration. You don't um, have to worry about that. I'm happy to do that for you. You're doing that for me. You're doing it wonderfully. <laughs> um and so you know, just couple last things to say about the game is that it's it's just a, it's a geniusly programmed game the fact that you know you have these light medium and heavy attacks and the light ones do less damage and are faster but the trade-off is they do less damage and then the heavy attacks do a ton of damage but it takes up more frames of animation so if you miss or if they block you are more vulnerable it's just so wonderfully balanced out that this game gets compared to chess a lot in that you know anticipating your opponent's moves baiting them you know are really principled to victory unless you're mike in which case you just play as e-honda and press the punch button until your opponent starts crying <laughs> yeah I mean, the great part is discovering that i can be hitting the punch button and slowly move across the screen at the same time yes. that is yeah can actually... like, i saw you i saw you when i was playing Bonka, and it was like what is it like an immovable um object against meets an unstoppable, unstoppable force yeah, yeah that was that was me and mike playing e-honda and blanca because i knew he had to come over eventually and and there was nothing he could do it was yeah. nothing that man could do and to this game's oh. credit though i don't know about you crystal but even when mike was you know obliterating us with what modern gamers would call spamming or cheesy move i was still he having fun in the attempt me. he did not obliterate me i obliterated him and i wait so he never beat you well, I, he beat me once, and then I figured out what the game was, and I didn't okay. play Vega anymore, and I played Blanca, and after that, Blanca kicked his butt. Yeah, okay. I really yeah. wanted you to have as hard a time as I did, because Mike can attest <laughs> to this. There was several moments of like, okay, well, I'm going to try Zangief, because maybe projectiles are... <laughs> I mean, 
sorry. You should have. You should have just done what I did and played like a bad person. But Mike, though, is like, I was actually. I mean, I was only half joking. He's an analytical Mike, guy. Mike's an analytical guy. You got to. But he, I Mike, I think you could get really good at this game because you've been playing it for six days and you weren't just using that one move. You knew when to mix it up. You knew when to do the flying headbutt. You were good with the jump attacks. Like I've never seen someone take to this game so quickly. I was not meaning to jump attacks several of those times. I'm. It looked like I knew what I was doing to a greater extent than I did. I was struggling with those controls. Some some morbid part of me wants to do the math and figure out like percentage wise how much more I've played this game and the fact that it took me four tries to beat you—that's <laughs> crazy. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, you know, in praise of the game is that, you know, the special moves, I think the special moves are really cool. I think that they're not overpowered for the most part, but they're easy to remember and they kind of create the sense of mastery, sort of like in a Kung Fu movie when the Kung Fu master can do something really cool. And the fact that you're able to like shoot fire from your hands, I, I just kind of thought it was an organic way to make people who take the time to learn this game it's like visually obvious that they know what they're doing. What, what do you guys like about these games? Or what aspects did you like? Like in general or Street Fighter? Yeah, sorry, I should, I should say this game, Street Fighter 2. Oh, I find it very cathartic. I think this yeah. is a very cathartic game. Like this is definitely the game like that in high school, if I was having a bad day, I would just go home and just beat the <laughs> crap. Yeah. Beat the crap out of... Um, <laughs> out of everybody and it made me feel really really good inside and that's something that a lot of modern games don't necessarily have it doesn't have the pure just like just like rage you know that uh but also like i completely know what you mean and i feel like when i play these games it's almost like a zen state comes over me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's such a familiarity and everything just sort of clicks the way it should be and even if you're losing you know it's it's funny. I've got so many games I need to play. I need to play through God of War. I need to play, you know, through the Call of Duty campaign. I need to play games for later episodes in this series. And I just found myself playing through <laughs> the entire Guile story mode. So, Crystal, when you would play this as as a um, as a younger lady, would you play against people online, or would you just fight against the computer or someone else? On the Genesis. Well, I mean, you know, Mike and I have discovered in this podcast that Genesis and Super Nintendo actually had online play. <laughs> you, I would not have understood how to do any of that. No, this was me in my living room annoying the rest of my family, like, with with my Genesis on. Because, I, I, Jeremy, you remember how we had, like, the main TV room and yeah. then we had, I guess, the rumpus room where the video games, but you could fucking do I remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, People would try be trying to live their lives in the front room and watch whatever they were watching, and I would just be like mad. <laughs> now you know that the Genesis did have a headphone jack you could have used. You, I sure could have, and yet I didn't do that. <laughs> that was I part of not, it. No, that that was that was not how we lived our lives. Um, yeah, in the, that's fair. In, in that's fair. Household. No, Mike. Um, actually, oh, there. no, finish. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, well, I was just going to ask what Mike liked about the game, but I feel like I cut off something good. I don't know what I was going to say. Mike, I want to hear what you liked about the game. Yeah, what are your joy pros, Mike? Honestly, it kind of begins and ends at destroying the car. <laughs> Mike doesn't like Street Fighter 2? That's poor. 
horrible. Mike, but you what? No, like, should I we go on to the Joy Cons, Mike? This is dark. This is dark. I think I'm it's just it's it's very much not my sort of game, and I'll I'll allow this to transition us over into thoughts Joy-Cons. into cons. Um. Okay. Yeah. Go. And so part or part of that is actually I, I will say I guess the other thing I do appreciate, although it confuses me, is the different locations you can fight because they're neat and all, but it's called Street Fighter, and there's very <laughs> few streets. Mike, that is not an actual criticism. You can't do that. I'm not. No, no, that was more of an observation. Okay. Oh, Mike, yes. They're, almost all of them are streets. They may not no, be the streets that you're no. used to. And like, yeah, Styles, no. Like, he, it's a weird point to make, but he's got a point. You're on the docks. You're in a warehouse. You are like house. in a t- a temple. I was there ever a street level? Oh, um. Okay, Ken Lee was definitely a street. Ken Lee was, and so is Vegas. Uh, like the uh, chickens, right? Yes, that's absolutely a yeah. Which, by the yeah. way, did you guys catch the joke they're making in that game? Actually, I don't know if it's a joke. Maybe this is where that phrase came from. But there's a guy in the background literally choking a chicken. <laughs> but I, th- but I have a feeling that that became innuendo because people usually just literally choke chickens to kill them to sell them. Like I think, I think I'm being immature. You think that they choked them? I Jeremy, bet- they weren't choking them. They weren't choking them. They wrung their neck. Well, that's what they were doing. Is there that much of a difference? Do you guys know why um someone tried to choke me in um in Denmark? <laughs> <laughs> this is a quick story, but I love telling this story. Bruce is that Springs- a wait? Is that a prompt or an accusation? It's a fact. I was there. No, 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 you, was there. You, the question you asked that you asked that as though like you expected us like to show our hand or admit like all right, you got us. <laughs> I I meant have I shared the story yet? No. Um, Bruce Springsteen concert, amazing. This guy at 70, what a show he puts on. And 30,000 people. You saw Bruce Springsteen there? In Copenhagen. How cool is that, Crystal? You went to Copenhagen to see Bruce Springsteen? It was cheaper. Oh my God. (laughs) So, incredible concert. Um, We're crying, we're moved, and it's time to leave. And out of the 30,000 people, uh, leaving that stadium, I would say about 28,000 of them are like blackout drunk. Like I've never been so frightened to be so uh, completely surrounded by an inebriation. You were frightened by the Danes? I, except for what I'm going to tell you, they were the nicest, most generous. I can't wait to go back. I loved Scandinavia. Jackie loved Scandinavia. This was an isolated incident. So we're leaving and this guy who's dressed in this American flag bandana starts picking a fight with a guy behind him. And there's so many people that I literally was afraid that either I or Jackie or one of these very vulnerable, older drunk people are going to get trampled to death. If a fight starts, like it was that scary. So I got in between them and I was like, Hey, just go, just go, just go. And the guy's speaking to me in Dutch, I guess. And I don't, you know, or Danish, whatever the language is, I don't understand what he's saying. And I'm saying, just go, just go, just go. And then his very inebriated friend reaches over his shoulder and gets his hand around my throat. And he's so drunk, he can't hold on. He doesn't keep a grip. So I just step backwards and just completely escape that way. (laughs) Jesus, Jeremy. Yeah. But 
thanks to me and a couple other ladies who jumped into the fray, the fight never happened and nobody got hurt. A couple so. of other ladies. Did I say other? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Army. Let's go back to Mike hating Street Fighter 2 because he's a demon. I, so, Mike, how can you hate this game when you were so naturally good at it? I don't understand. That is just not your kind of game? Yeah, it's not my kind of game. Hey, like guys, that... I have to separate the cats. So hold on one moment. You keep talking. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that really was the end result of me discovering that I cannot figure out how to do half the special moves in this game. Okay, so you the the, the quarter circle motions, the... Well, but, but, okay, so you played E-Honda, and you were doing his 100-hand slap, which you do by just pounding a button. Yep. And you're doing his flying headbutt, which you do by holding backwards for two seconds and then hitting forward and a punch button. You did those very reliably. Probably two-thirds of the jumps you saw me do were meant to be the flying headbutt. Okay. So you you, you never really got control of the game. No, and so part... So some of some of them are moves that I do not grasp. Like there, there's some that when I looked looked in the manual and then it's like here's how to do this had like these three arrows, three these three directions, but they're not they don't appear to be a consecutive set of directions. Yeah. So I I think you're actually talking about the special move I'm displaying on the screen, the flying uppercut dragon punch, or it's called Shoryuken, is forward down diagonal forward. And it's funny because as a kid, and I'm not meaning to call you a kid, Mike, but when I first started playing this game, I could <laughs> not do the dragon punches. I just, it just, my brain did not click with it until much later in life. And it's, it's kind of strange how the game sort of makes sense cerebrally the more you play it. But and par- I also wonder if one of the things with that then leads into one of the things that is specific to how I was playing it, which was because this would have been back when you had like an eight directional thing. Yes. Um, And I am playing this with like a joystick. Yeah. So what Mike's referring to is that on the Genesis, you had a D pad. And so, you know, you knew when you were pressing left and on modern controllers, you have joysticks. So you can press left, but there are 360 degrees of variation you can do. So it is it is definitely an adjustment. You're not wrong in that at all. Yeah. And so Can I, I actually that, talk about I was gonna say so I think that's also why a big chunk of the number of jumps I had were because I was having to go from back to forward. Yeah. And it's just a little bit up at some point and be like, oh, you meant to jump. And it's like I did not mean to jump, but that's <laughs> happening now. I so I'm really glad you're here because Crystal and I have been playing this game for years. And so I think we might take for granted how like I think we might give it more credit than necessarily it's due to someone mm. who is playing it for the first time and being like, this isn't that precise. I think Crystal and I are just used to it. You know? No, definitely. I mean, you really learn like who your preferred character, like yeah. what the weird little things that you have to account for are, you know? But if you've been doing that for 20 years, you, you know, it, it's um, it's acceptable in a way that it might not be if you're just playing this for the first time. Can I share a 10-second story about this game? Mm-hmm. Justin Justin Strauss, my brother, older brother, knew about it first. He played it at his friend's house, and I had a huge FOMO. I really, really wanted to play it. So then we finally found an arcade, and it was finally time for me to try it. And the first person I fight is Zangief. Okay? So I'm going to be Justin. Crystal, you're going to play me, okay? Your oh, line okay. your li- your line is who's Zangief, okay? And I'm going to tell you word for word what Justin Strauss said, okay? So 
Okay, you know your line? Yeah. Okay, okay. Three, two, one, action. Who's that geese? Your worst nightmare. <laughs> Justin. Oh, Justin's so great. He's so oh, I missed him. I missed him. I can see him doing that. He's a beautiful creature. You should have been at his that. wedding. Okay, well, where not... was the invitation? No, I'm not going to get into it on the podcast. Yeah, let's not get into it. the invitation, Jeremy? Uh, well, I, <laughs> I would have killed. I would have been such a good wedding guest. I would right. have been so much fun. We'll, we'll have the chance. So, Mike, wonderful time. Yes. I think Mike might have some valid points to make. Mike, can I kind of alley oop what you're saying and talk about the controls of this game? Yes, and then I will okay. have a question about the controls after you go through this insanity. So, so I had a horrible <laughs> moment when I first started playing this game again on the Switch because this is literally my favorite game of all time, of all time, Street Fighter Two. It's my favorite game. I've considered getting tattoos of this game, and when you play it via the Nintendo Switch online service, it is designed so that every game can be played using a single Joy-Con. And the Joy-Cons, if you take them off the Switch, they have almost all the buttons you're used to, but they don't have the big shoulder buttons on the back. They only have the single shoulder buttons. So in order to make this game work with a original Sega Genesis six-button layout they had a truly insane solution. So I'm showing a picture. Um, Mike, can you see it? Yes, I do appreciate Crystal, that you're Are you seeing my visuals again or not so much? Mm -hmm. I do appreciate so, you're about to work the Joy-Cons into the Joy-Con section. Yes, this is definitely a Joy-Con. So the Sega Genesis well, back this in isn't, the day... That's a different kind of controller. <laughs> well, hold on. So back in the day, in the 1990s, the Sega Genesis was for many the preferred version because only Sega Genesis had a controller with six buttons on the front. And that is mimicking the arcade setup where you have a row of punches and a row of kicks. So it goes light, light punch, medium punch, hard punch, left to right, and then another row for kicks. It's very intuitive. It just makes sense immediately. But... When you're playing this on the Sega Genesis emulator, I, mean, I don't even know how to describe this. I mean, I, if you're watching on YouTube, you see light kick, medium kick, and heavy kick are the Y, B, and A buttons. So that's the bottom three buttons on the Switch controller. And then light punch, medium punch, and heavy punch is the left shoulder button, the X button, and the right shoulder button. And when you look at it, for a second, it makes sense because you can kind of see how the punches are at the top half of the controller and the kicks are at the bottom half. But will you guys play along for a second? You, you, get, you guys can see the controller layout still? Yeah. Reach I out. see it, Jeremy. Okay, well, reach out, Mike, as if you were actually trying to grab this controller, right? <laughs> Do you see the problem with this layout? Is that you are only able to reach one punch button with your thumb and the other punch buttons you have to reach with your pointer fingers. And it is so weird and such an unintuitive way to play that you're like actively fighting with your brain unless you reconfigure the controls. I'm so mad that the Nintendo Switch Online emulator does not let you customize the controls. You have to do it in-game because it's such a pain. Mike, do you see? Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you about this? I mean, <laughs> somewhat. I don't. Er, so complicated. I don't know how it. How even what we went through is a fix as such. 
So so what I did in game is that I made the medium punches just on the shoulders and then we played using only light and heavy punches. So essentially I removed 33% of our attack options and we played like an overly simplified game, which is something you only need to do if you play it this way. No other version of Street Fighter 2 has this problem. Okay, I think I solved this a different approach, which was that I selected a character, which was just hit a punch button a lot, and I worked with that. Um, so I reduced. Yeah, I don't this know if that's a solution so much as av- avoiding a problem. <laughs> All solutions are are ways to avoid problems. So this is my big gripe with this game, Crystal. Do you have any joy cons about Street Fighter Two? I know you're a fan of the game, like I, I am. I don't any- know what that means. Sorry, uh, you know, a con like um, something that you don't like or that frustrates you about Street Fighter Two. Um, for Street Fighter Two, I other than Guile. <laughs> um, I think that Chun, you're you're gonna love this. I think Chun Li being the only lady didn't yes. necessarily need to happen, especially since if we're gonna get oh. into it, I know we're gonna get oh. into it later. But Virtua Two, Virtua Fighter Two, yes, had two slash three ladies yes in it yes you know um so i think that they probably could have done something about that but other than that other than that it's a it's a perfect game and i don't understand what you guys were just talking about with the controllers it's just the the way that the default layout it's it's just true madness to play this on the switch and you can't you can't play it in the ideal way this way um and see, I'm a true but see the thing is, Jeremy, is yes. I'm a button masher by birth. Okay. By birth. And so I um I, I think I just don't have the same challenges that, okay. that you do. So I right, it's maybe... the perfect game for me. Like every other fighting game that I've ever tried to play, you have to memorize a bunch of stuff and like really understand like the precise order of how to do things. And I've yeah. never felt that in Street Fighter Two. I just do it like, you know, my my angels tell me and, and i win it's, and it's, it's fun it's a beautiful thing it's fun yeah, yeah. so i have a controls related question for you sure yes um and this relates more back to the genesis because when i was going through the manual to figure out how the heck to do any moves and then eventually giving up and just going oh these are the easiest moves play him yeah was what it actually had an ad for the super capcom pad the super capcom pad okay as like the correct, the like this is the right way to have these controls. Now, if I remember correctly, the Super Capcom pad, because you probably saw a picture of it, it's basically a Genesis, a six-button Genesis controller with a joystick. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, that's probably what it was. And special shout out to the activator. Do you guys know what the activator is? Mm-hmm. It was this ring of motion sensing tape you could put on your floor. And you could do special moves by actually swinging your arms around. So it turned it, it it turned your whole body into a joystick, and you had to <laughs> lean and yeah. It apparently didn't work at all, but what a way to get a workout. <laughs> so, any other Joy Cons? Anything else to say about this game before we um, move on to the next one? Like, you want me to say bad things about it? If you have something critical to say, I think that part of the... Sorry. So sorry. I didn't think that was still playing. Um, uh, I think I think part of loving something is being willing to critique it. So if you have anything else critical... And I will say, since someone 
out there is very mad at you right now. I should also mention Chun Li was literally the first female fighting game character ever. So mm. yeah, there could have been more female representation, but there was a hundred percent more in this game than had ever been done. <laughs> so that's not true okay. at all. You are. What do you mean that's not true? <laughs> it, you Mike? started from zero. A hundred percent of zero is still zero. Oh my god, the math, the math. All right, Jeremy, you're yes. right. But the thing is, is I I played this game for the first time like at least a decade after it came out. Yeah. So for me, like, oh, like this is trailblazing or whatever. Like, Dead or Alive is already around, and that's yeah. <laughs> that's a there's a lot of ladies in. Dead there's or a Alive. lot. <laughs> Crystal plays fighting games for the ladies. All right. Well, guys, I told you this is a really special episode for me, so I hope you'll humor me with this. Um, I have a bonus game for us to play. Are you oh. ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put 40 seconds on the clock by playing the original Street Fighter 2 bonus level music. You guys have 40 seconds to answer five trivia questions. Oh, Jesus All Christ, Jeremy. Now, now, hold on. I think, I think some of these will be pretty intuitive. Um, the... All of the answers are characters from the game. So I'm just going to ask you which character was this, which character was that, okay? Mm-hmm. You get a, you get unlimited guesses. It's just can you get all all 5 in 40 seconds? <laughs> okay, so it will be helpful if you have like the roster in front of you. Mike, are you able to like Google an image for this or take a look at the manual real quick? Yeah. Okay, this I'm is going to be like what I tried in the capitals. So I have Ken Ryu, Dolphim, Vega, Chun-Li, Blanca. Who am I who am I forgetting here? E Honda. E Honda. Um, Balrog is the boxer. Oh. Balrog. Sagat is the uh Sagat is the tall guy, the second to last boss. I'm like writing these I'm writing these down in my little notebook. Okay. So I mean you so could open you another know. tab on whatever device this is and just look up straight. I don't understand too. how to do that. So I'm Got writing it. it in my notebook, just like I've written everything about this episode in my notebook that I have next to me. Because right. I'm an old lady. And um <laughs> if and, and and if you can see the zoom uh share screen still, Mike, you still see it? Yes. It's the car, right? It's the car. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Okay, here is the old switcheroo Street Fighter bonus stage. Okay. Uh, first question. Hold on. Which character was originally named Vodka Gobalski? It's got to be Zangief. Zangief, right. good. Um, which character was originally programmed to have less health than all the other fighters? Chun Li. It's better. Was it Chun Li? I'm going to be pissed. Chun Li. It was Chun Li. Which character gave Sagat the scar on his chest? These are getting harder now. Was it Ken? Uh, very, very close. Was it Ryu? Ryu, which character's appearance is considered disrespectful in Japan? Yes. <laughs> is Curry. it Honda? It is Honda. Last question. As a child, Jamo had a doll of which character? <laughs> Blanca? Blanca! Perfect! Yay! You guys did it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and I have to say, you kind of got them all instinctually. How did you, Mike, did you see my Blanca doll? Wow, this is a weird question. Mike, when we were kids... <laughs> Did you ever see it around? I, I had it for a while. I don't recall it. But you it, seem to know it instinctually. Or is it just which character would be the most fun to have a toy of? It was very much which one would you have a toy of, it felt more like more. And what Crystal, have you played? Uh, oh, I, 
at, at garage sale many years ago, I That's think. That's so sad. Wait, uh, you sold him? You sold Blanca? I did sell Blanca. I sold him out. Sorry. Crystal, have you, play, have you played Blanca's story in the new game? I started it, but I think it made me kind of sad. Yeah, he, like, is worried that people will, like, be horrified by his appearance, so he hides mm-hmm. his appearance by wearing a Blanca costume. It's the uh, weirdest thing. He's such, like, a wholesome, beautiful creature, he's and he's such boy. a child of nature. Like, I feel like I haven't talked about how much I love him on, on this yeah. so far yet, and I just, he's so pure and so good, and, and I just, I want to be more like him in my day-to-day life. We know? all do. We all aspire to yeah. be Blancas in our hearts. And I will just he add, is. because, you know, um, E-Honda being considered disrespectful in Japan, it's a variety of reasons. First of all, in his stage, they use the iconography of Japan when Japan was an Axis power. Um, and that flag is no longer mm. flown in Japan because that is not a part of their history that they are proud of. Uh, and also E-Honda's face paint you know, was added just to make him more aesthetically interesting. But I guess in sumo wrestling, you don't put face paint on. And no. and it's also funny because if you look at E-Honda, he's physically, perhaps even more so than Blanca, he physically makes no sense because he has this huge gut, but then abs. And Mike... Is he supposed to be a sumo wrestler? Is he, he is. He's a gourmet chef. He is both. He's a gourmet chef who sumo wrestles. wrestles. Oh, of course. Silly yeah. me. Silly. Silly you. Well, um, can we move on to our second game, you guys? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go on to Virtua Fighter <laughs> 2 on the Genesis. Uh, this was released in 1996. It was published by Sega, and it was developed by Data East, who we will talk about later in our Joe and Mac episode. And they also developed one of my favorite games, um, which is called Zombie Revenge. It's a really hokey, super cringe game on the Dreamcast. It is set in the House of the Dead universe, but it's a beat-em-up like Final Fight or Streets of Rage. Did either of you guys play Zombie Revenge? I want to. It's great. It's so much fun, Mike. And yes, you do still get to use guns. So right before we started recording, Mike was telling me something about if you eat brains, it makes your skin better or something. What were you talking about, Mike, with eating brains? No, you get you get kuru. That's like the opposite of. It's not the opposite of better skin, <laughs> oh. but it's definitely not good. Okay, um, so like, what what is kuru? Wait, Jeremy, you thought this was like a skin treatment, eating the brains? I I'm clearly misremembering. But Mike, tell me about eating human brains. <laughs> um, there's a prion disease that oh god is in the brain, and so spreads by eating the brains of people who already have it. Oh. Um, and one of the issues was that they. Because I think it was treated as more of the delicacy than, you know, a foot or something. And so oh, it was man. like the kids would get some of the brain. And so it just kind of propagated the prion disease effectively. That's wild. That's disturbing. Yeah. Prions um, are terrifying. Yeah. What, what, what is, and what is a cryon? Uh, I, a, I know. I'm just, you know, for the listeners. A prion is sort of a... <laughs> a... um misformed protein and so that is one of them uh mad cow disease is another example and because it's just like a all it is is a protein that folds the wrong way that also means that they are incredibly hard to destroy because you don't have to it's not like a bacteria where you have to like kill it this is like no it has to cease existing entirely to not be a, a 
problem. <laughs> Mad cow disease is the cannibal disease? It's the same thing? Um, they're, Yeah, they're, they are both prions. Wow. Oh. Did I bet you, you know didn't... that if you've lived in England anywhere between the years of like 1985 to like 2000 or whatever, then you can never donate blood in the United States because they're convinced you have mad cow disease. Wow. The giant risk. And the, thing, the things are terrifying. There's a, there's a genetic prion, to, to genetic disease that I think causes prions that just means that somewhere in their 40s, people stop being able to sleep and they just gradually just like deteriorate. Ooh. relatively quickly well the opposite of that is the game that guy brain made <laughs> guy brain is the other developer of virtual fighter they made a transformers fighting game which you see a cover of over here on the left and it's called i love this title you guys ready for a great title dual fight transformers beast wars beast warriors strongest decisive battle <laughs> how great is that, that game yeah it looks super like cute mike you and i actually have a history with virtual fighter do you recall virtual fighter 3 i'm showing you a screenshot here you and i played this for a minute a couple of weeks we kind of were obsessed with this game do you remember this one i don't remember this one it was on the dreamcast this is virtual fighter 3 but what was really so cool about this game um, and i know this isn't the game of our episode but it had stages that would actually have dynamic slopes and tilts and our favorite level to fight on mike was the rooftop stage and our, basically the whole game was just trying to knock the other person off of the roof <laughs> yeah that clocks and you actually you actually wrote a haiku smack talking for it i think it was in, via the sagas uh sagas email you wrote a haiku saying how you were gonna like <laughs> knock me off the roof <laughs> which i enjoyed um, so we're talking about Virtual Fighter 2 uh, and taking a look at the box art here. I I love this box art. I think it's really cool. It has this frame break to it like Street Fighter 2 had where Akira, the main fighter in the front, his hands kind of breaking the frame. The, the characters are real big. They're front and center. They're showing off their fighting stances. And, you know, I think it's a cool cover, except when you take a look at the original cover which is on the right. Um, if I asked you guys to sum up the difference between the Genesis version, uh, which came out in 1996, and the Sega Saturn version, which came out in 95, I believe. Do you notice something different about these two covers? The one on the left, I think, looks better because they seem a little bit smoother. Well, that's just the picture quality I got. Don't let that distract you. And I have... No, because some of that is just how angular they seem. And then the this background is... characters, I have questions about. Yes. <laughs> what Mike is noticing is that on the Sega Saturn, which was a 32-bit system, a um, competitor of the PlayStation, there are two characters that Mike does not recognize. <laughs> is the one on the and... left Marty McFly? He, he very much kind of, his name is Lion Raphael, and he kind of dresses somewhat like Marty McFly and sort of looks like Marty McFly. He's got the red vest and the kind of denim shorts. Uh, he is a spoiled trust fund kid who fights using praying mantis style. And then over there on the right uh, is Shundi. He is a drunken master. He uh, fights using drunken kung fu. And these were the two characters that were originally added when Virtua Fighter 2 went from, you know, the first game to its sequel. It added these two characters. 
And despite the fact that the Genesis version we played not having those two characters and they're literally the, the only real new thing about the game, they still call it Virtua Fighter 2. They cut the two characters that made it a sequel. <laughs> and so they just replaced them with Jackie and Lau. Um, Jackie is the American NASCAR racer and Lau is the uh, kind of Chinese. Is that the Freddie Mercury? Yes. Lau is Freddie Mercury, as Crystal called me. Yeah, he's got a really great mustache and a dance that Crystal liked very much. Mm -hmm. um, anything to say about the covers, you guys, other than what we just went over? It's lovely, Jeremy. <laughs> like it i think it's i think it's attention grabbing i think it's colorful mike you uh you good to move on to the trivia here yeah, or as we call it knowledge is nintendo power wait you're gonna make me do trivia about this game no 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 no, 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 no. i'm gonna give you trivia <laughs> i'm gonna teach you about this game <laughs> i know this game is not as famous as street fighter 2 mike did you have anything to add about the covers before we move on no go right ahead okay so I'm going to give you guys a quick little history on the Virtua Fighter series. Um, the original game was released in 1993, and it was the very first game to have polygonal graphics, um, you know, portraying human characters. It had been done before, but in like racing games. And so this completely changed video games. It completely changed the way people expected them to look um, and expected them to move. And for the very first time, you had fluid animations, and you know, a punch wasn't decided based on when you press the button, but it was decided on when the actual polygonal fist came into impact with another polygonal character. And it doesn't seem like much, you know, by today's standards, but it com it was a huge innovation. And it had a sequel, Street uh, Virtual Fighter 2, that was even more successful. Uh, it was more colorful, it had detailed graphics, it had better audio, it had two new characters, which as we discussed, did not make the cut to the Genesis version. And Virtual Fighter 2 is widely credited as single-handedly saving the Sega Saturn from an early death at the hands of the PlayStation. Sega Saturn would eventually go on to, you know, not be able to compete with Sony's brand. But in the holidays of 96, the Sega Saturn came with three free games, Virtua Fighter 2, Virtua Cop, and Daytona USA. And that holiday season alone sold like 5 million Saturn units and gave the system another couple of years of life as opposed to an early death. Um, the issue, though, was the Sega CD and the Sega 32X. Do you guys remember these systems? No. Mike, I think you remember the 32X. I remember one of them because one of yeah. them had a Star Wars game. Yeah, Star Wars Arcade on Sega 32X. So this was a console, but you had to own the Genesis because it plugged in to the cartridge slot and made the system like twice as powerful. And the Sega CD, you would add on to the kind of peripheral slot. So for years, instead of making new systems, Sega just kept making things that you would plug into and add on to your Genesis. And they were huge failures to the point that people weren't buying the Saturn. And so, you know, the most Sega customers were still owners of the Genesis, which led them to release Virtual Fighter 2 on the Genesis without 3D graphics. Despite the series being all about 3D graphics, they decided to release it on a machine that could not handle 3D graphics because that's where most of their customers still were. Um, one of the weirdest things, though, and Crystal, we're finally going to get to Dead or Alive here. Um, can we discuss that ad? 
Uh, yeah, so Mike's referring to this magazine ad. It shows this kid looking at the Sega 32X being plugged into the Genesis, and he's asking, Mommy, what are those two Sega machines doing? And the, the mother's response is, they're making an arcade system, dear. Mike, what do you have to say about this ad? Because I was hoping to move right past it. Wait, is this homophobic? I think it's just a sex joke. Yeah. In fact, I would say it can't be homophobic because they're going to create a new system from this union. Well, right? And well, that only happens with, well, with, with, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. So I'm understanding this correctly because I can't see it, Jeremy. So it's two mm. men. It is no, it's two consoles. It's the Genesis <laughs> and the it's the Genesis and the 32X, and it shows them plugging are they into male one consoles, another. Or are they like what does it mean? Well, okay, in terms of electronics, the 32X is the male end and the Genesis is the female end. The Genesis is receiving the 32X. See, now that's homophobic if you pr presume the receiving is necessarily female. Oh no, no, how do I get canceled every episode? I try I, so hard, you guys. What would I'm this trying. have been? What would this ad have been in? Um, well, I originally saw it in a magazine called Sega Visions. It was Sega's official magazine, kind of similar to Nintendo Power, but it also ran in Game Pro Magazine, Electronic Gaming Ma uh, Monthly. So, uh, gaming magazines. Is where okay, but some of those that. are gaming magazines that very much do expect like kids are getting their hands on these. Yes, like not tremendous, yes. like not like six-year-olds, but like. Yeah, it's marketed to kids. Yeah. yeah, it's a creepy joke. It's definitely a creepy joke. The 90s were a heady time for all of us. Um, and so what I wanted to talk about, though, is that this game we played today, Virtual Fighter 2 on the Genesis, it's still the closest thing to a traditional 3D fighter that you can have on the Switch. And it's something that no one's talked about, and it, it just baffles me. Tekken, Virtual Fighter, and Dead or Alive are the three big 3D fighting series. None of them have had a Switch release. Despite being released on systems that are less powerful, the Switch has this weird 3D fighting game blind spot that I cannot understand. Um, hey, Crystal, you're, do you still play Dead or Alive? I haven't for a minute, but I, you know, I still respect it. <laughs> you still enjoy, you know, yeah. its shtick. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, Wait, so if, are there no Dead or Alive on Switch, like, at all? There's no Dead or Alive, there's no Tekkens, and this is the only Virtua Fighter you can play on the Switch. Yeah. The closest thing, if you're not going to count these three, is Pokken. And Pokken was the Tekken Pokemon spinoff. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's actually kind of a rad game. Was Dead or Alive ever on the Genesis? No, right? That was no, like Dead or Alive was the Dreamcast, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 playstation 4 era uh imagine but, if they did a dreamcast like switch situation that'd be great that'd be so cool God, of, that would be they could right like if they can do genesis they could do dreamcast you yeah know, likely, yeah i mean and, yeah. and everyone's kind of curious you know because sega and nintendo have sort of had like this partnership for a while now so mm -hmm. i i am curious to see you know how far what's the next retro system to be added to this yeah. online service most people are guessing gamecube but but i don't know that would be weird there's something really weird about the game because the gamecube still seems like not contemporary to me yeah. but not like super retro right yeah my money's so... on virtual boy Virtu i mean virtual <laughs> boy would be cool but you kind of need to play it you know virtual virtual boy has been emulated 
in the Oculus. I don't know what that is. What is that? Virtual Boy, we talked about in one of our other episodes. Virtual Boy was Nintendo's biggest failure. It was a VR system. <laughs> and it was uh, these VR goggles that you would have to stick your face into because they were on a tripod. So they didn't strap to your face. And you just like stuck your head into it while it was on a desk or something? While it was on a desk, exactly. Yeah. And you would play these red and black VR games that apparently really hurt people's eyes. And it was kind, <laughs> of, a, kind of a disaster. Oh, that's um, beautiful. It's pretty like, great. Why would they do that? I, you know, a lot of people wonder, you know, it was sort of novel at the time. And Nintendo is normally pretty good at innovating, but that was definitely one of their more spectacular misses. Uh, the okay. other weird thing about Virtual Fighter 2, the Genesis version, is that this version we played without the 3D graphics, which I want to reiterate again, is what the series is known for. But this weird Genesis 2D version has been re-released more times than the authentic version. It's been included in almost <laughs> every Genesis collection, and they even ported this version to the iPhone. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but iPhone has a decent graphics chip. It can handle 3D games very easily. So I don't know why Sega keeps pushing this weird 16-bit, like, like there's no reason for it. I, I, I mean, so I had fun. yeah. You know, this is the only version I've ever played, but I I had a good time. It's hard to go. It's hard to pick it once you've actually seen these characters moving in 3D polygonal space. I so I say. should never play the 3D version, is what you're saying. I mean, it, it, or or yeah, I mean, you kind of, but yes, kind of, because if you play it, first <laughs> of all, that game is really hard to uh, find now, and second of all, you know, it's going to make you like this game a lot less. Um, okay. But, you know, to Crystal's point, though, Virtual Fighter 2 on the Genesis, it's not it's not that bad. Like, you know, the controls feel surprisingly similar to the arcade original. Um, and, you know, most of the moves kind of work in the same way I remembered them to, you know, despite playing the real arcade 3D version. It's still, when you're playing this, it still kind of feels similar. And I think having only three buttons, you got your guard button, your punch button, and your kick button. And then that was weird. That was weird because I played, we, Mike and I were playing Street Fighter right before, and yeah. I kept like, trying to punch, and I was like, it's not doing nothing. What's going right. on here? That's weird. Yeah. I don't, like that. I don't like that part. But I do think it makes it a much more approachable. I think having those three buttons and having the joystick make different attacks, I think it's an easier game to teach someone who doesn't play fighting games, mm. I would say. Mike, what, Mike, so what did you think of this one? I really didn't seem to enjoy this and part of yeah. it is trying to get any of the attacks to work and now by attacks you mean special moves probably particularly those but honestly yeah. just having a feel for what i was supposed to be doing or what what was happening on screen as it related to what i was doing did not always coincide well yeah, it doesn't feel like you're in total control. Like, it's sort of muddy. And you're, like, pressing the punch button, and your character's punching, but sometimes your character is sort of just wiggling, and it's 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 definitely not as snappy and as responsive as Street Fighter. Yeah, and then it's I... It's slow. It's slow. Which, it's slow. It, and I think that mm -hmm. then makes the time limits even more... feel even more abrupt, because, especially comparing the two games, your time limits are shorter here, but it feels like it's moving slower. So it, in effect, like 
I don't know if we ever ran out of time when we were playing Street Fighter. Yeah. But playing this ends on just whoever has more life at the end of time a lot more. And that is partly intentional. You know, this game is supposed to mimic actual martial arts tournaments. And, you know, so winning on technicality is is more common than knocking your opponent out. And so it's also why something that Virtual Fighter has that Street Fighter does not is the ability to ring out your opponent. Every stage has an edge to it. And so if you are able to work your opponent to the edge, you can win the match even if they have more health. Because if or if they're not in good control and just jump over you and off the edge. <laughs> Crystal looked amazing. Okay, flying through the air as Kage, the ninja character. I, I think that was worth it. Um, That's awesome I, that you could ring out people. That was like the most, that was beautiful. Yeah, was and it's something Brian and I used to do with Soul Calibur a lot. There's a mode where you could decide how big the ring was. And so we would put really small rings and just make like a sumo match by making us have unlimited health. But the only way you can win is the ring out. And that's really, really fun. Um, so shout out to Brian if he's listening to this. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. And, I, you know, so the original Virtual Fighter 2 ends uh, in an underwater stage. Um, so, Crystal, I don't think you were playing this until we played it. Mike, did you mess around mm -hmm. with these games in solo player at all? I did. Okay. Did and you get I'm to the... No, I'm very bad at this. Okay. That so I the final boss was notable. Takes place um, uh, underwater in sort of this lost city of Atlantis stage, and you're fighting Dural, which is great. Dural is named because you unlock her by pressing down, up, right, A, left in the arcade. <laughs> yeah. You spell her out with the with the buttons. <laughs> Pretty cool, because I you think. Summon her. It's like you summon her. Yeah. Yeah. I and like she, that. she's sort of like a T one thousand sort of like metallic character, and she has moves from all the different fighters. And it's really cool because in the arcade mode, in the underwater stage, you move as if you're underwater. So like you move slower, you jump higher, you float around a lot. It's like a really cool special battle at the end of the game. It's not as fun here because you're already moving really slow. <laughs> so when you get to this stage, it's like ridiculously slow. Uh, and, you know, speaking of which, kind of the joy cons of this game, I, I th especially after playing Street Fighter 2, I think this game looks pretty terrible. I, I think the characters are really small. They're really blurry, almost as if they're trying to like, like if you, uh, the game is squinting almost to make it look polygonal. But, you know, and the backgrounds are just so plain, um, you know, with sort of a strange sense of space. You kind of can't really tell how close you are to the objects in the background. And it's purely aesthetic. It doesn't really matter. I think Wait, the ugliest... It's a video game, though. Aesthetics are important. Yeah. Half of the reason you're playing is to look at something cool. You're right, Crystal. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if you guys can see, um, you know, Crystal, I don't know if you can still see the screen. But, Mike, you can still see my screen, right? Yes. This is this is one of like four stages in the game, and it's so ugly because you guys see that the trees and the background trees are in fact distinct objects, but like basically the same shade of sickly yellow. You know, I noticed that though when I was playing with you and Mike, like there's just trees in a lot of the background. Yeah, it's you know? very like, very simple. Yeah. Yeah, like, all the colors are very simple. They don't mess around with color a lot. No. You know? Yeah. And I, it's supposed to be... Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I it's supposed to be more realistic. I've never played this game before. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and it's not, especially this version is not really fondly remembered because it's this weird, you know, compromised version of a much more graphically impressive game. But this is the version we get on the Genesis. And for some reason, this is the version that's more widely available. Um, and Mike kind of touched on it already, but, you know, the attacks are really hard to pull off reliably, especially um, throw attacks you know, you're supposed to press the punch and the guard button at the same time. And that should grab your opponent and do like this punishing throw move. But like a lot of the time you press punch and guard at the same time, it just doesn't, just doesn't go off. And I think responsive controls go a long way towards making a fighting game worth it or not. I don't know. What did you guys, any other thoughts about the game played virtual fighter two? I was really good at it. You were good at it. So, I mean, I can't, like, be too mean about it because right. I won a lot and I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but it it felt really simple. And having one punch and one kick, it just, it felt like you really couldn't do as much, you know? Like, yeah. the combo, like, possibilities just weren't very, felt very, and it's, okay, it's silly talking as a person where Blanca is like my main man to be like yeah. oh you could really only do one thing because <laughs> I only do one thing but yeah. you could only do one thing you yeah. know there really like wasn't much to do in this well, game it, and yeah. and that's the real tragedy you know the Virtua Fighter fans who are listening are fuming you know frothing at the <laughs> mouth right now because because Virtua Fighter has a lot more special moves than Street Fighter it's just mm-hmm. you know because every joystick press makes a different move and so every character has dozens and dozens of different attacks to use. But but this version, though, first of all, there's less moves. And second of all, you just can't pull them off with any kind of, like, intention. It, yeah. it, it, it kind of feels like you're just slapping your hands in the mud and hoping something cool happens. <laughs> so, like, if I wanted the ultimate Virtua Fighter 2 experience, what what should I have been playing this on? There was a version on Xbox that had, mm-hmm. you know, um, online play. I will say the versions on PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five are quite good, and mm-hmm. so and I think and you'd they're three D, right? They're three D, but they're graphically like beautiful. But I think what you liked about this game, Crystal, you'd still like in that game because first of all, Freddie Mercury is still in it. Um, although much older now, uh, but oh. you know, but you're still having this satisfying combination of like mashing on the punch button and fists are flying out and you're knocking the opponent back. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a game that really makes sense. It's not nearly as flashy as street fighter. And I think that's part of why it's just so much less fun. 16 bit mode. You know, if, if, if you're not looking at a graphically impressive game, it's like, well then why aren't I not playing just street fighter? Yeah. And like, there didn't seem to be a, much like character in the different yeah. fighters yeah you know they they seemed a little more generic i think and and yeah and that's and that's something that's especially missing in the genesis version because in the other versions of the game the better versions you have cutscenes at the end and you have these you know uh, characters mm. showing up their fighting styles but the genesis version you don't get any of that you know there's no team battle mode there's no survival mode you know there's no practice there's no bonus levels it's just like this is the fight and that's really all there is to the game what a weird choice to make yeah super weird like, yeah i mean like because I, I remember I, I played it and i kind of 
like did not because this is the only version I played I kind of didn't understand what was exciting about it it did yeah. feel very it felt really generic and there were just like a lot of trees <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's just... very tree heavy for a fighting game And it just really upsets me because this is a game, you know, that originally looked so cool. It literally saved Sega's bottom line for a couple (laughs) of years. So to get to get this weird, you know, compromised version of the game over and over again, it's just really frustrating. Mike, did you have anything else to uh, any other bones to pick with Virtual Fighter 2? This is more comments, um, which was so speaking of generic, um, I did find interesting that the manual, because that's so critical in these games that you have to figure out how on earth to do anything. Right. Um, their explanation so that you understood what you were coming into on a sequel game. Okay. Um, this is their initial paragraph under The Battle Continues. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> One year has passed since eight of the toughest, fastest fighters challenged each other in the World Fighting Tournament. Lao Chan may have won the championship, but all of the fighters gained something. Each fighter's limits and shortcomings became crystal clear. Some made new friendships. Others developed intense rivalries. All gained valuable fighting experience before they left the arena and went their separate ways. And that just comes off as so weirdly generic. (laughs) It's sort of, um, yeah, what's that thing? It's like you say a whole lot without saying anything. This podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely take that paragraph and apply it to any fighting game sequel. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just this level this the stage was like some made friends, others became this has given me very little to work with. It's almost <laughs> describing just what happens in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's deep, Jeremy. Yeah. Um All right, and guys. Then the oh. other thing I was going to mention is and I think this kind of speaks to like the characters kind of all kind of feeling sort of samey in a sense yeah. was that it because it does give like explanations uh, aside from the moves also like the backgrounds of the characters of like why yes. they're doing this and every one of them is like they're fighting because they're trying to get revenge something something yeah on someone with like the sole exception of Jeffrey who I'm going to put in a separate category who is there because he needs money to buy a boat to catch a shark. Yeah. He's, and he's I, the fish fisherman character. Yeah. And I kind of appreciate that everybody else is like, I have to fight. I have to ha- fight this battle because I have to defeat so-and-so. <laughs> and Jeffrey's like, I need to go catch Satan shark. So I need some money. Yeah. And I, you know, I had a version of this game on Sega Saturn called Virtua Fighter Kids, which was just the same game, but everyone had a big head, like in GoldenEye Donkey Kong mode. But they were chibis? They were chibis, yeah. It's a chibi version of this game. And when you beat Jeffrey's story in Virtual Fighter Kids, he literally, like, pulls the Satan shark out of the ocean and pile drives it onto his boat. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, But that's not the game we got. We got the Virtual Fighter 2 on the Genesis. So anything else (laughs) to say about this game before we um, give our final critiques? Uh, Crystal, at the end of every episode, we declare each game as a Nintendo or a Nintendon't. So do you guys have anything to add before we go on to our final rankings here? I think I'm ready to move on. Okay, so let's do it. Um, We talked about two games today. Let's start off with Street Fighter II Champion Edition on the Sega Genesis. And, you know, I was really kind of 
surprised at how hesitant my recommendation is because Street Fighter 2 is literally my favorite video game. Its impact on the video game industry and even just culture in general, it's undeniable. But everyone listening should know that Nintendo Switch Online, it might be the worst way to play Street Fighter 2 in modern history. And this because of the controls, because of the fact that you have this weird button layout that you have to, you know, work around and then still never get it ideal. Despite all that, it's still a Nintendo for me. Um, it's still a good time to me. And, you know, just know that no matter what device is in front of you, there's probably a better way to play this game. But I love Street Fighter 2. It's a Nintendo for me. Not a Super Nintendo which it should have been, <laughs> but um, it's it's a recommend for me. Crystal Street Fighter 2, are you still one to recommend this game? Or, or rather, this version of the game we played today. Would you recommend it to people? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I am a less precise player than you are. Okay. And so for me, like, what you're, like, when you and Mike were talking about the controllers, I was very confused, and I didn't okay. really understand what you were talking about. Sorry. But I, I did not... No, no, that's, that's on me. Um, but I, like, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that. I mean, the controls really did everything that I wanted them yeah. to do. I didn't feel that differently from, from playing it on the Genesis, playing it okay. on the Switch. So, yeah. yeah, no, nothing was really lost. For um for the button masher over here, so nice. definitely, what do you call it? A Nintendo. A Nintendo. Yes, um, I would definitely call it a Nintendo. If you are like me and you don't like really want to memorize combos and get really complicated, if you just want to press buttons, then you don't lose anything. Yeah. So, but Mike, though, is it fair to say that you're a Nintendo don't on this one? I th- I think oh, I am a Nintendo don't. It just oh god. It does not really clicked for me which i'm not entirely surprised by okay yeah yeah. but you know what though a little controversy is good for the podcast well so (laughs) let's go to the second game then virtual fighter 2 um you know i think it deserves some credit for taking a game that could in no way function on the genesis the genesis was literally incapable of delivering 3d graphics and it still delivered something that's playable and at least reminiscent of the original despite the fact that the visuals are worse, the sounds are worse, the controls are worse. But the game is just not very fun to play or to look at. And it also, you know, I kind of have a chip on my shoulder about it because it's giving a very poor and just flat out inaccurate idea of what the Virtual Fighter series is all about. So for those reasons, for me, Virtual Fighter 2 on Nintendo Switch Online, it's a Nintendo. You know, it's you're better off playing something else. Um, what about you, Crystal? Well, it's weird because I, I agree with you. I think it was a Nintendo. I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah. But I was really good at it. Right. So so I don't, it, it feels weird to be like, I was really good at this game and it was still really boring. Well, but... that's what Mike did for Street Fighter 2. Like he was, yeah. he was mopping the floor with me and he's still uh, passing the floor with you. With yes, you. Uh, yes. Yeah. Crystal did better and against just... Mike. Let, let it be known. The record is straight. <laughs> It's important to me, Jeremy. I have, I have so little. Let me have it. <laughs> so, but so Virtual Fighter 2, though, is it like, it, so ultimately it's a Nintendo, even though it feels yeah. like it should be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I um, mean, Mike, if you want to win, you can win. But, right. um, but if you want to enjoy yourself, then yeah, Nintendo. Okay. Mike, uh, Virtual Fighter 2, final verdict? I, I think this is a much stronger Nintendo for me. 
Oh, even even more so than Street Fighter Two. Yes. So you didn't like Virtua Fighter Two at all? No, I, I did not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> would, now, would you call that a Super Nintendo? We haven't really had that. We haven't really had that category before. I think it's too generic to really be that atrociously bad. Okay, it's not offensively bad, but you're just like, why would you? Yeah. Um, well, guys, I know we went a while here, and listeners, if you're still with us, thanks for sticking with us. This 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 topic meant a lot to me. Crystal, I'm so excited we finally got to record together. This has been a long time coming, but I thought it went great. I definitely hope you join us again. Um, I've, I'm told you're working your way through the Metroid games, or you've messed mm-hmm. around with those a little bit. So uh, Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about that later, but I have a thing about that. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we'll talk about it on our episode. I would we... love to. Yeah, this has it was been really so much fun. This it is fun, so right? Fun. I yeah, love talking no, to both you guys. Um, yeah. So, um, listeners, you know, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe if you think we've earned it. Uh, join us next time for our Golden Axe and Golden Axe Two episode. We are having a special cameo from my two brothers. We're going to be hanging out in my childhood home and playing these classic Sega Genesis hack and slash episodes. Crystal, you're going to want to listen to this one. I, I Definitely. You, you have a unique tolerance for the Strauss men. And, and <laughs> I love every Strauss man I have ever met with. But you're the only person who can say that. <laughs> So it is a great episode. We already recorded it. So join us next week for the Golden Axe, or next time, excuse me, maybe not next week, but next time for Golden Axe and Golden Axe 2. And until then, thank you for listening. This has been the old switcheroo where we're talking gaming retro with Mike and J-Mo. I've been Mike. And I've been J-Mo. Thank you, everyone, and game on. Were you planning on doing this? Okay, nope, nope. More or less. There we go. Ooh. I was hoping there'd be this world where you'd start the game and not know any special moves. You'll note that I have no, basically know the one move, which is keep hitting a button repeatedly. Well done. Hadouken! Oh. No, no, no. Oh. No, 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 no. This is not how I saw this day going, Mike. Hadouken! Oof, that does a lot of damage even when blocked. <laughs> it's like fighting a compactor. Hadouken! Okay, I was like, hopefully the game was smart enough to back you away automatically. <gasps> no, 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 no! <laughs> Like Crystal's not here to see this. Hadouken! What is happening with my life? <laughs> I've been playing this game for like over 20 years. Hadouken! You beat me three times in a row. <laughs> you, you understand I wasn't letting you win any of those, right? Hadouken! Oh, just like that. And just like that. Oh my god. It's like Trump winning Pennsylvania. It just all goes. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's over. 
Hadouken! Okay, apparently I'm not good with Vega. If I'm bad with Vega, should I like... Mike, you just keep doing that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to my hell, Crystal. This is... Just... This was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is this is all he did, all he had to do. Well, actually, that's not true. That's not true. He's got some other surprises for you if you really want them. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really, really confusing and demoralizing, isn't it? I don't know what's happening here. I don't like it. Vega, what do you even do? Why did I do this? Why did I choose this horrible man? It doesn't. No, it doesn't matter who you pick. He's just gonna ruin my life, no matter what. The bulldozer rolls all. <laughs> like, oof. Uh. Okay, I'm not gonna swear. I'm not gonna. No, do you can it. swear now. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Ah! What the hell just happened to me? What did happen to you? I don't you know. To... I was over there, and then I fell down. <laughs> did I do like a attack somersault or something? <laughs> yeah, he has. I don't one even of those. know what you did. You just killed me, and you don't even know what is going on. You're no, I don't. A, like a cold. You're like Jaws, man. Hadouken! Yeah, how do you like that? Huh? Huh? Yeah, get him. Get him. Get come him, here. Crystal. Come here. Come here, Mike. I can do this all day. I can do this all day. <laughs> oh, shit. It fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's like you think you have the upper hand on him, and then all he needs is just to... It's like the Kill Bill, like, instant death touch thing. I don't like that torpedo-y thing that he does. How do you, like, do you just jump, or how do you get away from that? When he, uh, the flying headbutt? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, jumping is the best way to do it. Um... <laughs> Jeremy, I wish you could see what's happening right now. No, no, I know what's happening. And as I was playing it, I was like, I'm really glad Crystal can't see this. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> Come here, baby. Come here. Are yeah. you talking to Mike or the cat? I'm talking to Mike. I'm talking <laughs> to E Honda. Blanca is talking to E Honda. You talking? You called him baby. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted him to come over so I could kill him. All right. Um, that that felt good, Mike. That felt good. I um, I'm happy with that. <laughs> you got him. I did. Well, it was E Honda versus Blanca, so um. Yes. Hadouken. <laughs> I can ring you out. Yes. She didn't know that. I did, and that did not help me avoid that. He's <laughs> like, maybe she won't know. <laughs> Little did you know, I find out all sorts of stupid things. All right, that's basically how I've gotten where I am in life. Hadouken. Oh no no no! Not again! Not again! Get- <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. Life is life is fun. Life is joyful. Hadouken! Wow, that was fun. I hope I didn't say God, it's that's weird. That's the first time I've ever done a podcast before and it felt really like I think I laughed too much. No, no, that's golden. <laughs> <laughs>